I'm Jessica Wilson, and you're listening to Dear Wayne State with Frankie and Kristen. Okay. Oh, hi. Sorry, I'm setting a t- <laughs> I'm setting a timer so we don't talk for an hour and think it's 15 minutes. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. Hi, this is Frankie Fernandez and Kristen London. We're back again. Episode back at it too. Yeah. Yep. Um, like we talked about last week, today we're going to talk a little bit about myths, which seem to throw some people off. So myths are like legends. Yeah. Things that you are not sure are true. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple today. One fun, creepy one. I'm so excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited because this is like folklore that comes from my neighborhood and it also has a Wayne State connection and I love spooky things. So it's <laughs> kind of a selfish way for me to take my interests and bring them here, which, which is fun. I, I love it. This is why I do this. <laughs> and then we're going to talk uh, some people contributed their thoughts on a couple myths on campus and uh, or just myths about college. So we're going to talk about those too. Yeah. So working kind of at the Academic Success Center, I hear things that students say all the time about success and what they need to do uh, in terms of like studying and going to class. And those are things that I thought when I was in college and a lot of them might not totally be true, but we think they are. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that because exams are coming. Mm-hmm. And it's time to get ready. Yeah, three weeks left of the semester. As we're recording this, uh, when you hear it, there will be two and a half weeks left, maybe. Who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the first myth we are going to talk about is the fun, spooky one. And that, I'm going to turn over to you, Frankie. Tell us about, uh, I can't, what's the name? The Nen Rouge. Nen, Nen Rouge. Nen Rouge. So... Uh, every spring in Midtown, or down the street, um, down 2nd Avenue, all the way from Camfield and 2nd, where Traffic Jam uh, and Snug is, the restaurant, there's a group of like thousands of people who get together in costume, and they march from the restaurant all the way down 2nd Avenue to the Masonic Temple. And I like to take part in this event, um, and it's called the Marche de Nen Rouge, which is a French term. It just means the March of the Red Dwarf. So, so there's a legend in Detroit about a red dwarf that goes back um, to the 1700s, to the founding of Detroit. And I did a little research this week into the history and the story, and I found out there's a Wayne, a Wayne State connection to the March itself. Um, and obviously the Nen Rouge or the Red Dwarf is kind of blamed or known for being attached to some of the mischief and hard times in the city. So we're going to start talking about the legend and where (laughs) that even comes from. So the the founder of Detroit was, it has French Canadian roots. His name was Cadillac and like, why we're called the Motor City. The founder of Detroit, his name was Cadillac. Um, And in 1702, he went to a party and at the party, there was a fortune teller. And every account that I've read said that she was a very mysterious-looking fortune teller who had a black cat on her shoulder, and she was reading palms. And okay. she told him, in the future, you are going to found an amazing, thriving, successful city uh, that will come to exist under another flag. 
Okay, so did he go to the party in Canada or he went to the party in Michigan? I believe the can the party was in Canada, like in Quebec. Okay. In Canada. Okay. So this was like six years before he founded Detroit. Okay. Um, and she told him it'll be a very prosperous city, but beware of the red dwarf or Le Nen Rouge. Mm-hmm. If you insult this creature, it will come back to bite you, your children won't inherit your land, um, and you need to be very respectful of him. So six years goes by, Cadillac founds Detroit, um, but unfortunately the people in Detroit were undergoing hardships. And there were a couple of men who were talking and saying that they were worried about the poor people in Detroit. And so... What happened is one of the men who was talking about the poor people said his wife had seen a red dwarf or Nen Rouge. Okay. And so Cadillac, remembering what the fortune teller had told him, was reminded by his wife, like, you're supposed to watch out for the Nen Rouge and people are seeing it here in the city. Well, not long after that, Cadillac and his wife were walking together and he actually saw the Nen Rouge run in front of him. And it was like this little devilish looking creature with a red face and really sharp pointy teeth and so Cadillac ignoring the fortune teller he hit the Nen Rouge with his cane and kind of laughed it off and this is all in the 1700s yep this is all in the 1700s I'm trying to find I'm sorry I have notes here what date that happened um but I'm guessing it would have been like in the early 1700s yeah. Okay. So he saw it. He kicked it with his cane. Um, and so misfortune that happened to dis- like Detroit after that was blamed on this encounter that he had with the Nen Rouge. And so throughout history, people have now seen the Nen Rouge or the Red Devil um, when bad things are happening in Detroit. So I have a list throughout history of... Uh, times we have seen him. So let's see. So in 1763 there was a battle of Bloody Run where about 60 British soldiers were killed in attack against Chief Pontiac Um, and then Rouge was seen right before that happened and Cadillac was involved in that battle. So in 1805 there was a huge fire that destroyed a lot of Detroit and the Nen Rouge was said to have been seen um, right before that. Uh, during the riots in 67, someone even said that they saw the Nen Rouge right before the riots happened. Hmm. And then the last account that we have of the Nen Rouge being seen was in 1976. Two DTE workers said they saw the Nen Rouge climbing a utility pole. And I think it's really interesting that like he was warned to respect this... Right. Um, little guy community member like someone who was already here yeah and part of the city and he decided he was going to come in as an outsider and kind of kick it and disrespect it so there i don't i can't say if there's nothing <laughs> in here that says this is a definite connection but i'm glad you're thinking about that I mean, because i'm always thinking about nope, that um that's a great point and i want to talk about that a little bit that's more so interesting because what happened was in, like, to continue kind of where we're at now and how this affects our community today, we have a parade every year 
in the spring. So it actually just happened on March 24th. Um, we all got together and dressed up in silly costumes. You can dress up however you want, but the idea is that the parade chases the Nen Rouge out of the city. Mm -hmm. So not everyone, though, thinks that the Nen Rouge is a bad guy. Right. There's a lot of people who show up as protesters and have signs that say, Nen is nice and be nice to Nen. Uh, he's part of our city. He's a protector. So just because he shows up when bad things are going to happen, maybe he's warning us or he wants us to know, look, you need to be ready because something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm speechless to at the this this particular uh I think it's also yeah. important important to note that at the parade there are people of like all cultures, backgrounds, it's a very inclusive environment. Mm -hmm. Um there's children, there's families, there's members of the LGBTQA community who mm -hmm. come out and um are master of ceremonies for the event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like a cost it's a costume event. So it's very much almost like a Mardi Gras event, a bringing in of springtime. When I go, I put on kind of uh, skeleton makeup mm -hmm. and a mask. And a lot of people wear red and black kind of to represent the Nen Rouge. Yeah, I think this is... And you said there's some Wayne State connection here. Oh, yeah. So the... Sorry. The parade was founded in... 2010 by two Wayne State law students okay. who decided that this reminded them a lot of uh, the celebration of Nen Rouge has a French history kind of like New Orleans so when you go to New Orleans and you see Mardi, Mardi Gras and everyone takes to the streets and celebrates and throws beads they do a similar thing mm -hmm. at Nen Rouge where people hand out beads and there are brass bands and marching bands and everyone is singing and celebrating and invited to participate in the parade. You don't have to sign up for it. You just show up and you get to be part of this parade. So it's a it's really like a big community event. It's almost like a festival. Businesses get involved. There's Nen Rouge t-shirts and pins and swag and coloring books. Um, but are we ostracizing a member of our community who's trying to help us? Or are we, you know, like, are we chasing him out? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is an interesting, uh, this one's an interesting myth. Also, the connection to Mardi Gras, I think, is interesting. Because it's, like, the opposite. Like, there's no, Mardi Gras is more of a celebration, and this is more of a, sounds like a, a get it, like a, a, a funeral, I guess, could be a celebration. This is more like a getting rid of, like a. Like an evacuation. I think, yeah. Like for a pushing me, out. I guess, personally, I never looked into it, but I always felt like it was a celebration of spring. Mm. Spring and winter. Yeah. So the dreary, like, grayness of February and January, and then bringing in, like, springtime flowers, bright colors, everyone's costumes. Because you can come dressed up as whatever you want. A lot of people come dressed as bees and insects and... It's not all necessarily yeah, scary. right, right. So, and it's kind of celebrating just the weirdness. Yeah, I think, Detroit. I mean, it's interesting. I think it's definitely interesting. I would like to know, like, <laughs> more times that people think that they've seen him. Uh, because if it's all related to times in which, you know, someone's coming in and maybe they shouldn't have been, 
then maybe maybe this this being is protecting the actual city the people or both the, yeah. the more i read about it the more i like to think he's a protector mm-hmm. and like an original he's an og we should be respecting <laughs> his space right because i mean cadillac was coming out of from you know an outsider coming in from france uh yeah right 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 interesting Okay, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if we can debunk that because, uh, no. Yeah, I think it's just one. It's just the myth of. I'd love if you want to look into more times that he was seen oh, and do a follow up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that. I want to know because I mean, <laughs> the riots have a very deeper connotation than someone bad coming in. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a little, it's a lot, I think I feel like it's more complicated than that. Oh, um, by no means, I think, do we want to be reductive. Yeah, I think it, there's like, there's so much, there was so much more going on. Um, But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, what an interesting little guy. Or, hmm, creature. Yeah, we're uh, both in the middle of a work day. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, I wanted to add something that I forgot. I just wanted to mention that my information today came from an article from the Metro Times called The Legend of the Legend of Detroit's Men <laughs> Rouge by Lee DeVito in 2016. So if you want to read more, I think that is a great article to kind of talk to you about the history, mm-hmm. the culture, who likes men, who doesn't, and why. And I think it's good to, it's so fun to have like stories that are passed down um, and things that get people excited and like as long as it's um like not like you were saying people tear down like as long as there's no hate behind it I think it's cool like yeah. you know if you are just getting excited and like coming together as a community and I think then men could be bad or good but like as long as it brings people together I'm down I think both sides too just love Detroit mm-hmm. a lot and they love the people and the neighborhood um so they're very folk. I mean, every community has folklore like this. And I was telling Kristen that there's the Jersey Devil and there is the Mothman. If you look up that, yeah, What's the Mothman? cryptozoology is an interesting field. <laughs> the, the Mothman is this creature that looks like a half man, half moth Ew. in trees that people have seen flying around. <laughs> that would terrify It me. is terrifying. My soul would jump out of my body if I saw a half it's man, half moth. It's terrifying. Uh. There's a movie with Richard Gere and Deborah Messing called The Mothman Prophecies. No. If you want a scary movie, look it up. But we, we have Bigfoot. We have the Loch Ness Monster. Communities have yeah. these, these creatures that we put stories and myths onto. And a lot of it comes from our history and the way we interact with real people and our fears. It's the same thing as witch hunts. We put these like mystical explanations on things we can't explain. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when bad things happen, it's easier to say it's the fault of a mythical creature Mm -hmm. than something that we've done or that people like corrupt people in power have done to us. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when I was little, if somebody took something off the table, um, my grandma would always be like, I'm the ghost of Abel Gable. Who took my something off the table? <laughs> and that would make me laugh. But, I mean, there's really no ghost of Abel Gable. Or we had, like, you know, if there's something got lost in our house, it would be like, oh, it's, I can't remember that ghost name. But, like, you know, just 
Like Gremlin. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we, no one else sent us any things about myths or things about campus. One of the things that is really interesting that I heard about another campus is that there's like a pond. If you walk around that pond three times with someone that you like or want to be with forever, then you'll marry that person. Which I suspect comes from a Denmark right. or another Scandinavian country where I heard if you walk around a table three times with somebody, that means you're dating them. Um, so there's just <laughs> lots weird. of things like that. And the Chatsworth oh, mentioned, there a couple people mentioned that. Yeah, I heard that crime families or gangsters used to live in Chatsworth back in the day when it was a hotel and hang out there, so that might be worth investigating on campus. But then I was thinking, like, what are some of the everyday myths and legends that I hear students talk about at work constantly? And it's usually... Transition. Thank you. It's about (laughs) studying. There are so many misconceptions out there about studying properly, Mm -hmm. and... I just feel bad when I hear them. My heart goes out to people because I used to do that all the time. I used to think highlighting my textbook was an amazing study strategy and just highlighting my textbook because putting so much time and effort into studying and not necessarily helping myself. Yeah, so a couple of people c- contributed their study myths and school myths to us via uh, our face. face <laughs> <laughs> conversation (laughs) or um no one dm'd us which is fine but um so one of the things that came up was uh memorizing things instead of actually studying the material so just rewriting and re-listening and um just memorizing everything that was said and then just regurgitating that information on the exam that is not a good study method no so if a good example of this i give students is if i give you two lists and one of them is just nonsense words that you've never heard before um, and the other list i give you is grocery items in the grocery store like which list do you think you're going to remember not necessarily memorize but remember um in long term Mm -hmm. And it's usually the grocery store ones because we have prior memories and experiences that we attach those words to. They mean something Mm -hmm. to us. So when we talk about studying, you need to know the concepts and the information and the story about difficult terminology before you can uh, attach that to an exam or transfer and apply it to your greater understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that someone wrote in about was that Sleep, exercise, proper nutrition, and stress management are not priorities. Um, and that is something, I think, I, I thought that for sure. I was not prioritizing what I, what I ate or um, how much sleep I get. And I still, to this day, probably don't do that well enough. I think when you, all of those things, eating well, working out, sleeping enough, um, those contribute to the way that you learn and how much energy you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're not doing that properly or enough, um, that can impact your studies and how much you're learning and how, how well you're taking in the information that's being, you know, taught to you. Yeah. I mean, even Absolutely. just at work, I feel like days when I eat junk, I'm really tired yeah. and it takes my body a long time to break down all that sugar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to take really good care of our brains. And we're going to talk about that in the future, too. Um, you're like a very complex houseplant. Mm. And you, you <laughs> need water and sunlight to grow. So, yes. um, Another one that we have is that tutoring is for people who are failing. 
And what I try to tell students is tutoring can be really helpful even if you want to go from a, a B to a B plus, mm -hmm. or just for small manageable goals to get your questions answered, um, to take an advantage of an extra hour that you have on campus to be a little bit more successful in your own studying later on. So tutoring, a little bit of tutoring goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Another one that I've heard is um, about, shoot, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot it just now. Oh. Dang it, it wasn't about tutoring That's or okay. studying habits. It was about, oh, that every, haha, I remember, that everybody here knows what they're doing. So most of the time, especially for freshmen, everybody's in the same boat. Nobody probably has an, you know, an advantage of like, maybe they, they probably haven't done this before either. So it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to seek support um, because everyone here is, everyone's here to learn. So um, just opening yourself up to that opportunity. Like you don't have to know it all because that's why you're here and that's why we're here. Um, so there doesn't need to be like this coolness, too cool for school, too cool to ask questions. Yeah, I what I realized kind of too late is that successful people don't do it on their own. Mm -hmm. They take advantage of resources and help that's out there. Which that's a smart move. Mm -hmm. um, it's not easy, but it's for, for the best. Right. <clears throat> um, Mayan at the Academic Success Center gave me a great one today, and that was she's always heard you can't be successful in online classes. But that for her, that just wasn't true. She got great grades in online classes. However, that took a lot of self-discipline and time management skills that she needed to cultivate in herself. And so if you need help with time management and success skills, I would suggest going, shameless plug, success.wayne.edu. <laughs> um, uh, another myth is that we came up with was, or someone else came up with, um, is that taking a break, if you take a break, you won't be as productive, but in reality, taking breaks will really help you with your studying. Um, you don't, there's no um, success in just cramming, 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 especially right before an exam. So this kind of ties into another myth that we talked about is that if you study too early, you'll forget the information, but that is not true at all. No, you say short, frequent reviews are mm -hmm. the best way to go. Um, if you study, it's true, if you study in advance and you don't look at that material again until the exam, every day you forget a little bit. But if you keep revisiting that information, that can be really beneficial. A good strategy that I give to students is to start making your final exam cue cards or your flashcards ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Make a few after every lecture and then every week give yourself time to review those flashcards so that it's not... Um, lost along the way yeah and it, that it's um more likely to go into your long-term memory so that you won't just like know it for the test but you're going to know it for the next semester when you take the the next part of that class for sure um the last one that i really want to reiterate is that people think you have to be stressed in order to be successful and that on the path to success stress is a constant companion and that you don't necessarily get time to sleep and have a social life and study enough. And we talked about wellness. But thinking that you have to study for hours and pull nighters and be stressed out, that's just not true. And as we approach exam season, I really want everyone to consider um, making an appointment, maybe with a study skills specialist, 
on success.wayne.edu to make sure that you feel good and taken care of before we get to ex the exam crunch. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I think that kind of concludes our our myth buster. The well, the first part of it because yeah. we're gonna do some follow ups. Um, but a couple things we want to remind everybody is registration is open. Um, so register for your classes now. Um, see your advisors. Make sure you're registering for the right classes. Um, it's really important to get registered. The earlier you can be, get registered, the easier things will feel. You won't be scrambling to get it done at the end. You won't be worried about not getting into classes, especially for fall semester because, as we all know, there's way more students on campus during the fall. Um, so get in to see your advisor and then register for classes as soon as you can. Um, and if you need to go to the Welcome Center and figure out financial aid information, um, that's also a great resource. So Yeah, I've seen a lot of signs popping up for FAFSA mm -hmm. right now, which mm -hmm. I never had to do, but it seems like it's an important thing for students yeah. to get on. Do they not have that in Canada? No. Oh. We have different financial aid, but not, not something called FAFSA. Oh. <laughs> it's part of the learning curve of being a Canuck. <laughs> What did you have? What was it called? OSAP. Oh. It was Ontario something student assistant program. Wow, I remember that. Oh. Good go me. Uh, so anyway, uh, so register for classes. Um, there next week we're it was or I guess you're hearing this next week. Um, we will be talking with um, some students from our LGBTQA community about Pride Week events and what's going on there. If you want to call in and talk with us about um, what you enjoyed during Pride Week, maybe if you were a part of any events or you went to an event for the first time and had some thoughts about it, we'd love to hear what you thought about Pride Week. Um, yeah, if you want to reach out to us, again, our Instagram is at Dear Wayne State. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Yep, or you can send us an email at DearWayneState at gmail.com. That's right. All right, okay. bye, guys. Bye. Happy studying. Woo.